Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network. Last recap, season five, episode. Uh, episode. What is the episode? Fourteen. Fifteen. <laughs> uh, sorry, I, my brain is scrambled all over the place. I'm not allowed to have chocolate before dinner. <laughs> random shit like that uh we're back uh really at the tail end now of season five this is more or less the second last episode or if you divide the two-part finale then the third last episode of the season uh really the also the second last penultimate episode of the entire show we're not not even nearing the end of the season we're nearing the end of the show thank god the penultimate, uh, penultimate episode is that what you mean yeah. to say <laughs> uh, something like that so this is follow the leader uh which was aired firstly on may 6 2009 uh and it was written by paul oh, normally you're the one who butchers the names but i try and be a bit more respectful than that but paul Zip- Zuski, Zuski, yeah, sounds right. Paul Zed and Elizabeth Sarnoff, uh, and directed by Stephen Williams. Uh, my name is Nora, and I was born in 1931. And my name's the Fat Guy. And since when did shooting <laughs> kids and blowing up hydrogen bombs become okay? I thought Colin was the Fat Guy. He is. But he's not here to say this. You know, he he likes Lost, and I don't think he's ever listened to one of these episodes. But he listens to our Breaking Bad episodes now yeah. available. So uh, maybe well, he just doesn't like you. Yeah. Well, I had a, I had an inkling. Mm. Um, Me too. If, yeah. If Colin was a character on Lost, what character would he be? Claire. <laughs> you so forget no he exists he disappears for a while and then when he does you're like oh god shut up when are they going to bring back Colin <laughs> maybe he's in that new Matthew Fox show <laughs> <laughs> that's where Ooh. he is right now Ooh, hey. hello hello Matthew Fox <laughs> uh, you say he never listens I bet you he's listening now so in, in that case Colin I'm sorry um, um, if that, please wait. <laughs> so this is followed the leader, uh, I would say incorrectly labeled by some as a Richard centric episode, but I'm, I'm calling that out to me. This is not a Richard centric episode. And the reason why people say that is because he's the constant between both, uh, 
both the past and the present, but uh, a constant does not make a centric. Um, but yeah, follow the leader is a fascinating episode because it really is that chess piece, puzzle piece, setting things up for the finale. It, it may as well have been called part one of the finale because it's really mm. just that setup. Uh, it's an interesting one because I, I don't think I'm going to have a single negative thing to say about the episode, but I also don't know what I'm going to say about the episode. It's such a, their episode. It's really not bad at all. And uh, I still maybe might even buy or rent it. I don't know. Uh, there's nothing bad to say about it, but it's also just, it almost doesn't even really feel like an episode. Yeah, it's the octopusy of lost episodes. You know it exists. You probably need to watch it when you're rewatching things, but then all of a sudden it's like, do you remember it? I mean, I, I watched it like five days ago and I barely remember it. I mean, I've literally written like five lines of notes um, for it. And again, it's I'm with you. It's not a bad episode. It's just kind of there. It's like the Oz Network, you know? It's, it just exists. <laughs> People don't really the pay Oz Network to it. is more stranger than a strange line. Yeah, more twists, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I don't get the Richard because I mean, Richard's I I love Ness Carbonell in this episode. He's great, but like he's I feel he's not in it as much as I think you think he is. If that makes sense, this is just kind of almost like a standard television episode where it's not really focused on one. It's just kind of it's the gang. Like let's do different storylines and everything. So. Um, yeah, but, I mean, look, this isn't a bad episode. It is not a bad episode. It's just an episode of Lost, the TV show. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those ones that probably doesn't hold up as well either because we know what happens. Uh, but I imagine, and I vaguely remember seeing this uh, at the time just because I was so excited for the finale, but it maybe doesn't hold up as well because the first time we're watching this, we're oh my God, they're going to get the bomb. And oh my God, Daniel's just died. And oh my God, there's the compass. And uh, oh my God, we're finally going to get to meet Jacob after all, five years and blah, blah, blah. So maybe this one is one that plays better on a, on a first watch. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's, yeah, I, I think you summed it up perfectly because, I mean, little things like I, I kind of like the whole element when they go into like the, the sort of the caverns. It's kind of like Tomb Raider or something like that as well. Mm -hmm. And kind of our first real sort of look at something like this outside of that episode where Ben was like having all the, the visions and everything. But, um, you know, I love that ending, you know, jumping ahead where it's like, Locke, like, oh, we're going to kill him. And I, I also kind of remember watching this and kind of liking the little moment here when basically you do have Richard in the jungle, like, you, you know, connecting the whole lock getting shot thing and you're gonna to have to go and die like that's cool but yeah as you say like it's kind of it's not the same watching this uh you know and however many times you have ended up watching it as well but um yeah i feel we're off to a negative start here paul lost <laughs> season five episode 15 follow the leader uh hurley's hey. funny in this episode let's talk about the positives hurley's <laughs> great what year were you born uh 1940 uh <laughs> Feel like they feel like they ran out of uh, ideas for episode titles too. Uh, not one of its shining episode title. After we've had like the variable and some like hearth oh, and dead is dead follow and he's our you, and then we get follow the leader. <laughs> Was there a song follow the lead? No, I don't know. Maybe. Wasn't that a kids game or? 
Yeah, I feel like it's like a nursery rhyme or something. Like follow the follow the leader. Like the Pied Piper. Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> rodents. Um, Matthew Fox and he's returned to TV as the Pied Piper. <laughs> Matthew Fox in Mmm Rodents coming soon to Netflix. Uh, so we've we've broken away from the we're more or less done with flashbacks for the entire show, which is kind of sad. We didn't eulogize flashbacks, but oh, uh, rest in peace. So this is one of the few episodes, and the premiere was the same, where there really is no centric character, not Richard, and it's more flashing timelines. So the seventies, and then everything with the Atira stuff. Um, so we are still flashing between different uh, timelines, like every episode of Lost, but done in a different way. Uh, so do you want to you want to start with the past or do you want to start with the present? Uh, let's go with the past. Okay, so the present. Uh, <laughs> Can I get a I present? I respect your no, no, no. The past is fine. Um, I want. I want a present. <laughs> Yeah. Have, I ever I bought, have I ever bought you a birthday present before? You bought me um, chips and stuff for nachos. Does that count? Did you ever buy me a birthday present? Don't know. I gave you a job on the Oz Network, which you're still doing. So <laughs> oh, That's the one thing that happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that let you met me, met me, met me. You met me because of me messaging you as a 12-year-old. And my arch nemesis column. <laughs> Who would win in a fight between you and Colin? Me. Yes, I, I would say you. You just have to get some gluten out. Oh no! Okay, I'm I'm willing to admit, like Colin, if you're listening, uh, you're probably a bit wiser than me. You're more articulate than me. If we had a fight, I would kick your ass. I I, I I have hung out with both of you. I have been around you both when you've both been fat and thin. And I would say you would easily beat Colin, 100%, to the death. Yep. We could do it for charity. <laughs> for charity. <laughs> the network, Patreon. Who will die, Colin or Get Noah? Get Ben a present, fun. <laughs> <laughs> My present is the death. I'm sick of you, but I can't decide who I want dead, so you two can fight to the death. <laughs> uh, Colin, if you're listening, I'm up for it. Um... But starting with the present, uh, past, past, sorry, I respect your opinions, the past. Um, we we kind of just start straight off from where we ended because it ended quite abruptly. Um, not, not a ton of eulogizing for poor Daniel. He's just yeah, kind of there Daniel. on the ground, but probably still made half a million off that uh, one <laughs> ground scene. Um, uh, so they're like, oh, no, who is this poor Daniel? And then the, the horses show up. Um, and, uh, poor our hero Jack gets a, a rifle to the face. And um, uh, then at least they're not sexist. They're not hitting Kate. Or is that sexist? I don't know. But, um, sexist, equal opportunity violence. Come on. Equal opportunity, yeah. uh, They do it with, uh, with, with Juliet, you know, the Dharma Initiative are equal opportunity bashers. So come on. True. <laughs> they're they're more feminist, the Dharma Initiative, than the hostiles are. Um, <laughs> but that's where she's she's looking at his journal and why is my handwriting here? 
And what does Jack say? Do you recognise your like? handwriting? Like, I mean, is that? I would like, recognise my hand. Have you seen my handwriting? It's so awful. I mean, I, I, I could tell my handwriting, but I like, I look at my handwriting when I was a kid, and like, it's shitter than it was today. So, like, yeah, I'm not gonna. She's like thirty or twenty five or something. Are you saying I'm twenty five? What? No, I mean Eloise is not a kid there. Oh, well, but like, I don't know. Like, this is older handwriting. Like, wouldn't as you get older, you get better handwriting? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. You're the senior citizen. Let's get of Colin the on the line. Colin, you're old. <laughs> Before you die. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm saying I would recognize my handwriting because my handwriting is absolutely atrocious. Um, but what, what does Jack say? Like, yes, uh, because that's because you haven't written that yet. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he four days ago was on drugs, so I wouldn't trust anything that he says. What's happening with um, our hero? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is where we meet, uh, Widmore as well. Uh, pretty good with the, the middle-aged Widmore too, I think. Yeah, I because this is the first time we've met middle aged Whitmore. We met we met younger Whitmore, but we haven't. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I think that um they they they're spot on with the casting. I mean, I think if you were to get a younger Alan Dale, um, this is probably what he looks like. I I don't think Alan Dale has aged from the moment no, I've ever seen him. Born old. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's kind of like Desmond Llewellyn. Um, like he just has always been the same age. Doesn't matter. Um, but uh, no, I think this is. I mean. I think Alan Dale's lost a bit of weight as he's gotten older, but um, you know this guy's a bit on the, the porky side, so, you know. No, it's it's like it's like stocky fat, like it's not like you know boomba fat. It's like I'm Ben. I went to the gym three times this week, so I'm going to call Young Widmore fat. Hey, I was watching a really fat guy at the gym tonight, and I was proud of him. I wanted to go up to him and go, "Good on you." Good for you. And I felt like sending a picture to Colin and go, look, fellow fatties can work out. <laughs> sure he would have loved that. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do that. Get away time. from me. <laughs> uh, Colin runs half marathons. I can't even run a 10K. Like I have to walk at least 3K of it and run seven of it. So come on. <laughs> Who would win in a fight between you and that fat guy that you were proud of? That fat guy, he'd just sit on me and I'd die. <laughs> So, no, that's well, I mean, he's got something going for him. Like, if he's at the gym, I'm not bagging him out. Good on him. I love it when I see fat people at the gym because I'm like, good on you. Like, that's what someone, they're there for. As someone who was fat and is still not ripped, uh, I think I think we need to find a way to, like, there needs to – gym bros need their own gym. That's what 100%. I'm saying. I want to go to, like, the, the fat person gym where we're I, all just having – we're all having a go and we're all just doing agree it. more. It's like, you know, you've got female-only gyms. Like, seriously, because, like, this is what annoys me no, when I, I see these, like – only gym. When I see ads for, like, you know, exercise equipment, like, you can get rid – like, why is it always skinny people doing it? Like, like that defeats the purpose. Like, I don't want to see – you know, a ripped guy with his shirt off going, yeah, mate, look at me go. I'm like, no, I want to see some guy who's like 400 kilos, like burning his ass off, like, oh, I can do it. I'm like, yeah, you go get him, Jimbo. And, like, I, I want to see that. Like, that's more a realistic yeah. audience. I, I don't want to go to the gym with uh, Josh Holloway and Matthew Fox. I want to go oh, with Emily well. DeRaven and Jorge Garcia. 
I mean, come uh, on, you'd go to the gym with Josh Holloway. That'd be a fun time. Pass me the dumbbell, <laughs> Freckles. <laughs> okay, Josh Holloway. <laughs> Anything you say, Josh Holloway. No, but I'm with you. Yeah. I think, like, it's it, I, like, I sound like Make I'm being a dick. But normal it's, again. It's like I actually genuinely like it when I go to a gym. And I, I don't say fat. Like, I was fat too. I was, I was fatter than you. I was, I was large. So I feel like as a former fatty, I can call people fat. But, like, it's... It is inspirational. Like you see it and you're like, yes, yeah. good on you. I, I, I really appreciate it. Just all the the fatties, the former fatties, the old people, the moms, just make make a gym where we're all giving it, we're all having a go and we're all just doing it and we're helping each other. And it, then all these skinnies and buff people can feel like what it's like to be discriminated against. Like, oh, you're attractive. You've got a million Facebook followers and Instagram. You're a social influencer because you're attractive. Oh, you're a model. No, you get turned away because you're too skinny and too attractive and buff. Go to your attractive gym. Meanwhile, in their gym, they're all just having orgies and having a great time. <laughs> Count their millions. <laughs> Checking each other out. Reality TV show. Uh <laughs> Whining and dining. Oh, hi, Josh Holloway. Welcome to the attractive gym. <laughs> Do you have to pass a threshold? Again. Like you get under 100 kilos, you are now eligible to join attractive gym. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like there's going to be discrimination if you if you crossed over from that gym. You're always going to be known as the one. You're a sellout to the, the fatties and to the other people. You're a, you're a buy-in, and that's not a good look. You became one of the men. You just sold yeah. out to become thin and attractive. Go away. We don't like you anymore. You You'll cool. never be Josh Holloway. Um, <laughs> oh, no, anyway, I don't Holloway. think he's fat at all. That never crossed my mind. Um, Who, Josh Holloway? <laughs> well, give it time. He's getting older. Um, I wonder if you Google fat Josh Holloway, what comes up with? Uh, so... Uh, this is where uh, yeah, Whitmore comes in and says, okay, we're going after the, the Dharma. And um, now you're going to like me here because I'm I'm quite pro-Kate in this episode. Hey, I think yay. Kate is maybe the, she's maybe the only logical person in this episode. 101 episodes it's taken. <laughs> everything that she says in this episode, I'm agreeing with her that uh, – like she's the only one who's got any logic to her, and maybe Sawyer and Juliet. Um, but I love this conversation that Kate and Jack have, where Jack tells her what they're going to do, and then Kate's like, "What do you? Do? But what if you're wrong? I'm not wrong. It's our <laughs> destiny." And then, um, and then he says, "Well, think about all the good times we had. And he says, it was misery." And she says, "It wasn't all misery." And I love Jack. Is enough of it was. Oh. Like, is this well, where you, she's yeah, like, you, do you know who you sound like? Is this where she's like, do yeah, you know who you sound like right now? That's a little later, but, yeah, that's great as well. Do you know who you sound like? And then, well, I'm pretty sure everything he said was right. Like, this is such a great uh, Jack character development episode. Mm. And, um, oh, um, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> Sorry, I just... In Korea, you get these big, uh, like, notifications that pop up and someone who's 160 centimetres and 55 kilograms has gone missing. What, like, it's just a random thing? Welcome to Korea. This person has gone missing. Have you found them? <laughs> In my neighbourhood. Uh, so, so they must have been trying to go to the, the skinny gym and got, wow. got lost. <laughs> Proactive Korea? 
Like, it's not just like John's gone missing. It's like John, who is 155 centimeters tall, weighs his blue eyes, likes watching Lost, enjoys blackcurrant juice. Keep an eye out for him. And then he gets found. And hey, I was sensitive about my weight. <laughs> yeah, uh, how, do, how do they know? Like, is, this, is are you actually in North Korea right now that they literally know everything about you? <laughs> Uh, maybe they guessed and he's like, no, I'm 53 kilograms, not 55. I lost weight. Um, Shut up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like this conversation is so good. Like, um, I forget about this. It's not, it doesn't go down as one of the all time greats, but just the back and forth and the fact that, uh, Jack as well, maybe Locke was right. It's our destiny. And do you know who you sound like? Like I'm loving Kate this episode, believe it or not. And, I love that Kate has basically become Jack. She's become the man of science and, uh, and Jack has become the lock. And we'll see a lot more of that in Jack being the lock in season six, but this is the sort of the build up to that. Um, I still don't know if I am going to rent or buy this episode, but if I buy it, it's based on this conversation that, that happened. One thing I really like with what they do with Kate and Jack as well is that, it's not often I find in TV shows that when they ship a couple, right, and then they get together and then they don't end up being together. They always kind of keep almost that element of like, oh, there's still chemistry in case we decide to go back down that path again, right? Like, I feel at this point, like, there's just nothing there between these two. You don't want to see the, like, it's it's not early lost or like they've had their relationship off the island now and you can kind of see that, okay, they just weren't suited, so they've moved on, so... I kind of I kind of like that feeling between the two of them that there is that real sort of animosity between them and yeah like I I love kind of the the conversations I think very well acted by both of them and um I just yeah I I'm with you I love kind of this parallel that Jack has that he basically turns into Locke um, which is just hilarious uh again back to early lost uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I don't know if I'm going to rent or, or buy this episode, but, um, I'll tell you, I won't bin it if that helps. <laughs> I, I just do love that line though. Enough of it was misery, which is pretty sad, but, uh. Would you believe it though? Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, this is lost. They're literally time traveled. So it's not the biggest, you know, um, <laughs> like, I mean, that's, that's the one thing I think that if I'm in their situation, I'm like, Okay. <laughs> I usually wouldn't believe this, but we are in 1979 right now. So, um, yeah. But uh, this is why, like, Lost doesn't get enough credit for its sort of philosophical sort of uh, quandaries of, well, the hatch. Do you push the button or do you not push the button? Will the world end? Uh, do you blow up the, the jug head and reset everything? Um, or, or, uh, is it just going to kill everyone? Uh, and that's why it is such a great sort of plot line in the last sort of four episodes of this season, because we really don't know what's going to happen. Mm. Um, and it, it, we know the hatch, we don't know what's going to happen. We, we know the world's not going to end. Like we always know that, but in this plot line, we really don't know, uh, what could happen. Uh, but I guess like, I, I'm on board with what Kate's saying, but at the same time, if they are wrong, they're not going to know about it uh, anyways. <laughs> if they die the, or they get reset, they're not. But, I mean, it's like, let's see it. From, I don't know why I'm so pro-Kate this episode, but let's look <laughs> at it from her, her viewpoint. If they reset, 
she's in handcuffs and spending the rest of her life in prison. So, of course, yeah. she doesn't want to do that. She's never had bear cage sex, um, you know? like. But, I mean, yeah, it's a good point you make. Like, either way, they don't know because you die, you die. It's not like all of a sudden there's going to be a flash and you zoom and then you're like, boom, oh, I'm in handcuffs. Oh, I just had this weird dream. Were we on an island for the last, like, you know, whatever it is? Like, you, for all we know, we've done that in our lives. We've gone back in time. We've done this. And we're like, we're like this is our, this is your second life. You only lived twice, Mr. Ben. Um, you know, it's got, you don't know. But, like, yeah, I, I think I would probably be more on board with Kate here because, again, it's like, no. Like, I mean, you're either going to kill us or we're just going to forget about all like. No, like, shut up, Jack. <laughs> I, f- I feel like if this is my reset timeline, then I must have had a really bad life in the other one. <laughs> if this is the reset. <laughs> well, I'm probably on the opposite. I think I had a very good life in my last one. And now I'm like, what's going on? I'm talking to Noah, <laughs> recapping Lost. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I want a refund. Um, <laughs> the actual a- slogan of the Oz Network. <laughs> It's such a great sort of uh, debate and one of the last sort of big ones will get in Lost. Um, but then this is where they tell Eloise what they're going to do. And I love that everyone's just going along with this. And, um, he's like, where is a Barry? Well, back in the others. And, well, luckily you're one of them now. It's, uh, about that. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a little more difficult. Um, but. Yeah, I do love that they all just go along with it. But I guess in terms of Eloise, she did just murder her son. So uh, if Which she's she can over pretty something. quickly, hasn't she? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I know she's a bit shocked. And again, she's but like, she's clearly believing this, right? So, yeah. but like, again, she's a bit chillax. Like, I get it. She literally sends him to the island to get him killed in the future. But like, it's still a case of if all of a sudden... Somebody walked into my house. I'm like, ah, I'm getting murdered. And I killed them. And they're like, I'm your son. I feel like, first of all, fuck, someone let me procreate with them. And secondly, I'm probably going to be like, ah, like, God damn it. He's so much more attractive than I am. And he looks, he's successful. Oh, I could have made money off him. Uh, Clearly he time traveled, so I should be rich. (laughs) Well, what what does uh, Sawyer say later? Like, we're going to invest in Microsoft and better than the Dallas Cowboys 78 which like I mean that's that's the one thing though like legitimately you you and I've talked about like where would you go if you go back in time but like if I ended up somewhere and I I think I said 79 77 obviously wherever they are like that would be some a really cool aspect of it that yeah okay you're gonna lose out on like oh technology and that sort of stuff but you could remember certain things and you could make it rich for starters and then you could like kind of experience like certain things like you could be there for like history breaking moments and kind of like oh i know this is going to happen or like oh get ready it's 9 11 time like ding 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 like maybe not 9 11 probably a bad example, lost again. you could you, you got what like 70 you could watch happy days you could, spo- you could spoil lost for everyone you could like i pre- and like you could like become like famous and stuff like oh i guarantee in 2004 there'll be this tv show that will do really well you could be like you could get to a point where you could like, oh, I remember Matthew Fox was born on this day. So you could go to the hospital and you could watch Matthew Fox be born. Like, there he is. There's our hero. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I time traveled back to the 70s and waited till now, I'd be around 60. Uh, wouldn't be the worst thing. No. I think I'm with Sawyer rich. and Juliet. I think honestly, would be rich. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
but uh, back back at the uh, barracks, and I, I kind of love that we have like Radzinski, Phil, and uh, Horace mm. all together. Like it's the golden boys of the Dharma Initiative, and I like our uh, Lostpedia. Sawyer is brutally beaten by Radzinski. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that brutal. We've seen worse <laughs> on this show. Getting um, a couple of things to the head. Yeah, I do like. Uh, is it feel like I know how to make him talk and just bang and bangs for Juliet on that? It's like poor Juliet. Uh, so like, yeah, feel great little henchman, but I feel I felt a bit bad for uh, Juliet. Um, and then my favorite scene of the episode, um, which I always misremember as being in the finale, but it's not in the finale. It's just. Hurley's stealing all the food and then he's off to see Miles and Jin and they're sneaking around and then old Dr. Chang just coming out of the bushes and like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And are they are you really from the future? Uh no, we're not from the future. He's I need to know this. And then he says, What year were you born in? Nineteen thirty one? So that makes you forty six. Yeah. Uh so you forty <laughs> My favorite, one of my all-time favorite lines in Lost. So you fought in the Korean War. There's no such thing. <laughs> Which is so early because Hurley's an idiot. Uh, and then, all right, who is the president uh, right now? All right, dude, we're from the future. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so early, and it's just even funnier that Doctor Chang is a part of it. I think who um, was the president? Was it Gerald Ford in '77? Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. He's Carter on board prior prior to Reagan, right? One of them. All right, we're from the future. Yeah, that's it. I don't know who was the prime minister. Fuck. No was that Gough Whitlam? <laughs> I'm we're googling this future. shit. I need to know this. This is what you couldn't do in 1977. Like, who's the prime minister? I don't know. Me neither. All right, moving on. Let's go play hula hoop. Like now, we can Google it. <laughs> like. Uh, U.S. President 1977 was Jimmy Carter. Uh, there you go. Well, one and point to me. Australian Prime Minister 19... Malcolm Fraser, maybe. Am I thinking? Fraser, Whitlam. It was Fraser. It was Malcolm Fraser. Okay. There you go. Got there eventually. Keep talking. I need to find out who the Canadian Prime Minister was in the 1990s. I don't even know. Was that Trudeau? Um... See, even when you Google it, it doesn't tell you like uh, the other ones. It like straight away comes up with a search on the Canadian one. You got to press on Wikipedia. Thanks, Google. Sorry, keep talking now. So uh, this is when Chang finally now is like, okay, I'm gonna evacuate the island, including dumb little Charlotte. Um, <laughs> Boo. <laughs> and then I, I, uh, this line was a bit cringy when Widmoss asked Richard, uh, why does Daniel look so familiar? It's like, mm. I know it's his son, but Daniel looks nothing like Widmore at all. Like, <laughs> um, unless he's talking about when they time traveled in the 50s. Maybe that's what they mean. I don't know. But um, yeah, that was a bit dumb. Um, but this is where now Eloise is on board. She's going to help Jack and Kate and she's going to take them to the bomb even though Widmore doesn't want them to. Uh, and this is where Jack learns that that is Widmore from Richard um, and that Richard and uh, Eloise have some sort of, not Richard and Eloise, Widmore and Eloise have a r romantic relationship. When, ooh, they're they're, yeah, which 
there isn't much chemistry there, but you can see maybe sort of hate chemistry. Going I can see there. like just um, it's they don't like each other, but like they like each other enough. To it, fuck. It's slim pickings in the hostile camp. Yeah, uh, I'd rather fuck Richard, but you know, than Widmore. Yeah. I'd rather fuck Eloise. But. Well, Richard's so old, he's either really rusty or he's had lots of time to develop oh, his skills. No, but. he's good. He's good in bed. Like, he's what, yeah. really old, very experienced man. And he looks <laughs> like he's, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I buy that. Uh, so uh, uh, this is where Chang comes in and um, and – He's he's saying they've got to stop the drilling at the Swan and they've got to evacuate everyone. But they're like, "What are you talking about?" Blah blah. blah. Uh, and then Sawyer says that's true, and he'll tell them anything that they want to know, as long as they let uh, him and Juliet leave on the submarine, because he's he's had enough. They're just going to go and try it out in the seventies. At which they agree with, but I feel like we don't really get to see Sawyer really tell them that much. Oh, oh it, I mean, it do says we... here that he draws the map to the hostel, but like, I'll tell you everything I want to know. But I feel like next minute they're just on the submarine. So, um, do we need to see it though? Because we're just going to hear what we already know. I guess so. Um, so this is when <laughs> uh, I'm reading directly here of. Uh, of lost media. This is where Eloise, Kate, Jack, Richard, and Eric come to the creek. Who's Eric? And he's got a page. Uh, Eric. Uh, Eric was an other that confronted Sawyer, Kate, and an injured young Ben, brings them to Richard. Ellie decides to bring him on Jack's mission. Jack's mission <laughs> to retrieve the jughead. Eric was shot. Um, oh, two episodes. Trivia, the casting call described Eric as late 20s to 30s, any ethnicity, smart and dangerous. Uh, Top military type, follows orders and doesn't question them. He's a loyal soldier. Um, oh, rest in peace, Eric. Boo. Eric, Boo do yeah, we eulogize Eric. Uh, but this is... Uh, this is where finally, how, how many episodes has it been? Uh, Naveen Andrews just lurking around in the bush. <laughs> He's just it's been not off Saeed, for four episodes. It's actually Naveen Andrews. <laughs> Naveen Andrews, they're like uh, just walking around like Eric wasn't an extra. He was a crew member. Naveen Andrews yeah. just shooting him. <laughs> Uh, he's just been hiding out in the bush. Oh yeah, shit! I fucking film more of this. So. Uh, he was the gaffer. Did... Eric's the gaffer. If I kill that gaffer, maybe you'll let me. No, Naveen. <laughs> I'll let me off. No, you can never break your contract, Naveen. Um, yeah. So Saeed shoots and kills Eric. Um, yeah, Naveen Andrews for four episodes has just been lurking around in the bush. Uh, they finally caught up with him. Uh, and this is where, like, Jack tells everything about Sa- to Saeed uh, or to Naveen about what they're going to do. And he's just like, oh, okay. I'll go along with you, Jack. Uh, he's, he's so like, bored. He doesn't care at all. He's like, oh, sure, let's go and do that. Uh, blow up the, what, what is it? Hydrogen more. Uh, and I love, like, uh, when Naveen is like, we cannot change the – the future because I already tried. I killed Ben, Ben Waterworth, Ben Linus, uh, and nothing happened. And then Kate's like, no, you didn't. I rescued him. And why would you do that? 
because uh, he's a child what did you want me to do in this sweat case like, oh I've had enough we've got draggy draggy Jack we've got Naveen Andrews doesn't give a shit I'm going it's eventually it's, really, it's, it's not Kate she's like oh fuck this shit I'm going to join Marvel and not wear a mask I'm going to join Josh Holloway and uh, Julia and Elizabeth they look like they're having fun on that submarine so she's off so now it's now it's crazy drug addict recovering from, from four days Jack <laughs> And crazy zombie Saeed, who's not even zombie yet, off to blow up a bomb. That's the rest of this episode. Um, <laughs> and yeah, this is where uh, like uh, they take um, they take Sawyer and Juliet down the the wharf, and we talked about the Microsoft. Uh, this is where uh, I, I gotta disagree with you. I think this episode just really shows. I know what you're saying about it being rushed, but every scene with these two, you just feel the chemistry, and especially as you're seeing how distant Jack and Kate are. Like, I buy that they're gonna go and live in the '70s, and like that Sawyer's a changed man, and that he really does love her. And I get that it, it's only a f- over a few episodes, but in terms of some of the love quadrangle whatever so i'm i'm buying this i think all this stuff with sawyer and juliet's great eh, like i mean yeah i agree with you i think i can buy them going off to live in the 70s and doing all that but it's to me it's just a, con- a relationship of convenience i don't see the the desire for these two to be together like there are relationships where you have, like, to me, Kate and Sawyer is like a wow, passion, love, lust, everything exists there. And, like, they'd probably fight a lot, but, like, at the end of the day, like, I'm going to make a reference here, which I never thought I'd reference because I hate the movie. It's dumb. But it's like The Notebook. <laughs> oh, my God damn it. Oh, stop me. But it's like Rachel McAdams should end up with James Marston in that movie because, like, he's amazing. Oh, but she chooses stupid Ryan fucking Gosling because he looks like a thumb. But, like, there's at least lust and passion and just, like, that sort of stuff. It's like, I don't know. Like, I just – I see Juliet and Sawyer as the as the safe couple, but I totally see that if Sawyer, you know, they get back to Ann Arbor and they're living neighbours and Juliet goes away for business and Kate comes over one night for a cup of sugar – it's gonna end up in bed fucking, and then just like you know, like it's just it's just there, like it just exists. So, again, I I see it, but I just I don't buy that these two are like it's just it's literally a convenience relationship to me. Well, I mean, uh, I feel like Sawyer has settled because he's he's basically lonely yeah. and horny in the seventies, and Juliet's the hottest one there. But. I, I mean, I don't want to offend uh, anyone who's in a loving relationship, but uh, because neither of us are. Uh, Who would be in one of those have, shitty things? Is this going to be one of those things where it's like, if neither of us are married by 40, we're just going to get married? I already have a pact <laughs> with someone, but they're married, so... Um, you know. <laughs> so, you, so I'm your only hope. Yeah, well, I mean, I've always wanted to try the gay thing, so why not? <laughs> the problem is you're going to be 40 a lot sooner. Well, yeah, well, how does that um, balance? Like, does it have to be when I'm 40 or you're 40? Because I don't know if I can wait till I'm, like, 62. Like, I mean, come on. Like, 
but on that point is I feel like a lot of marriages and a lot of relationships are probably relationships of convenience. So yeah, you want your Hollywood bear cage thing, but I feel like this is probably a lot of people just get in situations where, oh, I'm in this place living here and this person was here and then we got married. Yeah, I, I again, I completely agree. That wasn't I, 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 I know couples who, to me, are just like, like, I'm not saying, and I, like, that's not me saying they don't genuinely love each other. Like, you're right. Like, people can be together forever and, and not have that level of, of passion. And, and most relationships, that's only ever at the beginning. But there's just, there are relationships. Like, <laughs> you're but <laughs> yeah, Well, touche. But, like, TV relationships to me. Like this is where you you mentioned that Hollywood notebook kind of thing, but this is why we're watching this. Like, you what? mentioned the notebook, not well, me. Fuck. <laughs> Next I'll be mentioning. Oh, it's like that great movie, Dirty Dancing. Um, but like I'm watching TV for many reasons, but like one of these things is that like the love stories are usually so over the top that it gives you that hope in your head that oh, this is what it's going to be like, and it's 99 percent of the time it's bullshit. Um, but I don't know. Like I just. I just, I want my Juliet and Jack and my Kate and Sawyer. That's my couples. That to me is my couples. You not get hope when they're talking about, oh, we're going to head back and we're not going to stay in Ann Arbor. We can just go off to the real world. And doesn't that give you, you hope? doesn't give me hope about anything, Noah. Like, I mean, I'm jealous of you never having dates and, and uh, you know, being racist and stuff like that because then you don't have to put up with the bullshit that comes with it. So, no, I don't have hope. I've lost all hope of relationships. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, but I, I feel like this, if anything, uh, your situation now would give you more hope than bear cage sex. I had that relation. I had that style relation. That was called Louise, and I left that. So, like... <laughs> I'm going to bring it up because you're the one who edits. I story. left Louise <laughs> to find my Sawyer and Bear cage sex. <laughs> and what happened? Hello to Louise. Oh. If she's listening, she's happily engaged yeah. and has had a child. So good for her. Yeah. So she's the, the Ann Arbor sort of Juliet. Yeah, well, I mean, she. Like, I'm not even here. To, I'm going to bag out Louise. I have nothing against Louise. I, she's no. a great person, but it's... it's no. she's, she's a big she's, listener of this show. <laughs> Lord help me if she is, but like in, in all seriousness, like she's the type of person who gladly just settles in the suburbs and lives a life that way. You know, I'm I'm Kate. I'm on the run all the time. Like, you know, like <laughs> I can't leave the state for you know threatening legal action against you. Just why are we talking about this? <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> leave my personal life alone. This <laughs> did get weird, but you edit the show, so you can edit it out. If yeah, you I want can't to. be fucked. <laughs> no one listens. I wasn't going to bring up your relationship until you brought up the notebook, and then I felt it was warranted. <laughs> Look, to bring it at the up, end of the day, if I could end up with Rachel McAdams, I would be okay with that. <laughs> uh, just, just try being single for a bit. It's great. Be the the miles. What do you mean trying? Like, like you think this is an effort? <laughs> I've got so many women wanting to be in relationships with me. I just can't help but get into one. <laughs> we need to lock you in the bear cage. <laughs> it's terrible. Like, go away. Let me be single. Uh, <laughs> Try yeah, to be yeah. single. <laughs> uh, is Miles the only one in this show who doesn't really have any sort of any Aww. romantic asexual yeah. Miles? gets horny over 
uh, what's the face when he gets asked to dinner? Yeah. Um, oh, oh, poor Miles. Uh, <laughs> Miles the incel. He's good uh, looking. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd take you on a date, Miles. Uh, yeah, so, so I'm, I'm buying it because it, it does feel a bit more real and it's not the Hollywood sort of... Um, those two have both been left behind uh, so many times that they sort of found each other by circumstance. So, um, yeah, there's yeah. hope for you yet. To me, it, well, it is, and is probably not a big Friends fan. This, to me, is the Rachel and Joey relationship. Like, I was, I was not one of these people who, like, there's so many people who hate Rachel and Joey getting together. I never was a like. It, it's fine. It just, it just happened, and okay, they gave it a shot. But like, it never felt that that was ever going to be a thing or should it have been a thing. It was just like, okay, well, they were together for a bit. It didn't work out. That's life. That to me is Juliet and Sawyer. It's like, okay, they're together. They were there for them at the moment. But if I'm writing lost fan fiction, um, which you can read at penwaterworthfanfiction.com, um, yeah, I just don't see them. I don't see those kids having a future of whatever, but anyway, just me. But by Joey and Rachel, do you mean Rachel McAdams from The, the Notebook? <laughs> Absolutely, because this has just turned into The Notebook. Uh, oh, God, don't watch it. If you do, listen to our recap here on the Oz Network. It was fun. <laughs> did you recap it? We did. We did. Um, what? Was that in, was that, I think because when we do anniversary month, we often try to always include sort of like a, a film that we would never generally watch. So like, that's why we did fucking Dirty Dancing of all stupid things. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, like we, and like, it was this year, God, it seems so long ago, but we actually did The Devil Wears Prada. And I love The Devil Wears Prada. And Colin loved The Devil Wears Prada. He's like, I actually really like this movie. It's a movie that men like. Um, but I just, I literally like, I, the notebook's one of those ones. It's kind of like the sixth sense. Spoiler alert. Bruce Willis is dead the whole time. Like, you know, the twist, you know, what's happening. So, you know, in the notebook, when the old couple are at the end, it was me the whole time. Ah, like, shut up. Like, I'm so mad in that movie because I'm like, poor James Marsden. The guy is attractive. He's so nice. He's friendly. Why is he always the third person in all of these movies? Like, somebody stick with James Marsden. Like, I get it. If I'm freaking Famke Jansen and I'm in between Hugh Jackman and James Marsden, it's a difficult choice. But, again, I'm Famke Jansen, so, like, I'm hot anyway. She has a trouble being single, I can imagine. But, like, hashtag make James Marsden a thing. Be better, you know. Sonic got with him. Sorry, I'm going on rants, Noah. You just want to wrap this episode up. <laughs> you two have too much time on your hands. Yeah, we do. That's why they release so let's, many albums. Let's let's re- recap um, movies we hate. Um, <laughs> anyway, to wrap, hate. <laughs> to wrap up uh, the past, uh, I, I really love when they're swimming under this like temple sort of mm. thing. Like, Me too. Yeah. Uh, Probably Naveen Andrews' only good bit in the last three years. Um, Looking good all wet. Good swimming from Naveen. Yeah, well done, um, Naveen. Should have gone to the Olympics. But this is cool. It is like that sort of like Tomb Raider sort of thing. It's like, oh, mystery swimming. Um, it's quite. You feel the tension building up to the finale here, and then they find mm. the, the bomb, and then they're like, oh, now what? Um, and it says on the last video, everyone looks confused. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I actually found so like you. We obviously lost or lost her, 
all the theories links, but you still the, the theories pages still exist if you actually can search for them. I found the Eric theories page. It's blank. Oh. Uh, there's nothing <laughs> on it. Um, but I also do love the fact that on the Eric theories page, the ad that I'm staring at right now is for No Time to Die, only in cinemas, November 11th. Book tickets. Shut up, Lost Pia! Um, and just also quickly, I will add uh, that uh, Pierre Trudeau was the Prime Minister of Canada in 1977, just for those. Pierre Chang. Pierre Chang. But uh, no, I, I, I love this. Like, And uh, you talk about tension. I have a pretty big fear of drowning. So um, this whole sequence where... The, yeah, thank you. Like in our battle to the death, when you've defeated Colin... Put me in a bottle of a bottle of water. That'll, that'll do it. Um, but, <laughs> bottle of Mount Franklin, six hundred ml. You're dead, Sunny Jim. <laughs> um, but like this whole, I get sort of nervous for them when they're diving under because it's sort of that thing where, like, particularly with Jack, because we follow Jack the whole way, where you get in this tunnel. And you're basically like, well, you're f- like, how long can you hold your breath for? You can't go back because you're that deep. It's like, well, I've got to keep going forward. But what if you get to a certain point? It's like in a video game when you're swimming underwater, you're like, oh, I've got to get to the surface. How do I get to the surface? Oh, I'm dead. Um, <laughs> I'm going, oh, no, our hero is going to die. He's going to die. But, yeah, I I, I, I love it. Because this is under the camp, isn't it? This is like under the Dharma <laughs> Initiative camp. And, uh, I, I just love this whole setting. But can I just ask, whenever you see these movies or TV shows when they've got the stick with the flame on it, like the, the torch, right? Like how does that stay alight? And do you really want to have like 10 torches lit around a freaking hydrogen bomb? I don't. Well, they're going to blow it up anyway. <laughs> right now? Oh, uh, now, boom, lost <laughs> the end. Uh, so moving on then to the present, uh, all good oh, stuff in the past there, I think. It all moves. One thing we should say, this episode moves fast. It yeah. doesn't drag at right. all. Um, uh, so this is where at the uh, at the present, back with like, the camp of the others and then the Ujira people, although we don't see them. Um, this is I, I, so cute where Richard's like building his little boat bottle thing. Like, <laughs> cute Richard mobile. <laughs> He's been working on that for 150 years. It's like, I really love Richard in this episode. I know I kind of said before that he's actually not in it as much as I think he is, but just, you're right. Like, I mean, what, he's hundreds of years old. Here he is just, like, he's not into modern technology, you know. He doesn't want to play his Game Boy or, you know, play Snake on his Nokia. Like, I just want to build my boat and my bottle. (laughs) Good on you, Richard. It says here uh, on Lostpedia, an other named Vanessa informs Richard that he's here. <laughs> Vanessa. I was going to say, who is that? Because like, I, I she knew it was like, pretty bad, like who is this Yeah, boo Vanessa. I'll find some Vanessa theories for us. Uh, unanswered question. Uh, is she still alive or is she deceased after the massacre? <laughs> oh. Vanessa played by Elizabeth Blake. Is oh, the. Like Elizabeth Burke, but <laughs> I just uh, I'm just wondering if they ever do the um the reboot. It's just gonna be on Vanessa. Vanessa comes back, the long awaited oh, return. Here we go. Elizabeth Blake portrayed Vanessa in Follow the Leader, but Blake also appeared in a two thousand episode of Ali Mabil as nurse. <laughs> That's where I recognize her from. I thought she looked familiar. 
Oh, Ali McBeal uh, coming soon to the Oz Network. When are they going to bring back Ali McBeal? Chris <laughs> um, Flockhart is, is, I mean, she's still married to Harrison Ford. Oh, God, he can't get it up anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, she's, you know, she can't get it up. She's that thin. She's probably snapped in half by now, right? Whatever oh, happened to her? Where is she? So Who is she? You were judging the fat people earlier, and now you're judging the thin people. Well, I mean, at least you can wear clothes to make you look fat. I, I don't know how it works being thin. I'm not that thin. But um, this is where I love uh, we've got. She's still married to him. Wow. Old Gummy Joe coming up with his boar. I quite like that. Uh, yeah. And his little sidekicks, Ben and Son, behind him. Um, he's like, oh, it's been a long time since I've seen you, Locke. Uh, and Locke's saying, oh, I've got a, a, a purpose. Um and this is where Sun then she showed like the picture, and she's saying, uh, uh, "Do you do you know these people? Do you recognise them?" And he said, "Yeah, I watched them all die." Dun, dun, dun. Which is a great sort of when we see it now, we're just like, oh, whatever. But when you're watching this for the first time, you're seeing yeah. Jack go on his way to get a bomb, and then you're seeing Richard say, "Oh yeah, I did see them all die." Yeah. So you're like, well, if they did it, then how is Sun? here so it's a bit of a mind f there but um but then this is where son and Locke have a little conversation where uh he says well i don't think they're dead um i have to say son and ben not their greatest moment they they get a bit shafted in this episode yeah i i didn't notice as much with son but i was definitely like poor ben like he's just you know one of the greatest characters in television has just become a background character right now. So he's become the, much like his career. Yeah. Um, oh, too soon. Boo. This is where, uh, like I said, the conversation with Jack and uh, Kate. If I buy it, that's the reason I'll buy it. Uh, the other reason I would buy it uh, for this episode is uh, where everything that happens with the compass. So Richard still has the compass uh, that Locke gave him in 54, uh, which <laughs> he's been holding on to it for <laughs> since 1954 in his pocket. Uh, and they're going on the journey. Um, and like Locke is obviously a very different person. Uh, they leave with the compass. Uh, and this is where... This is where season five just does things so well. You could tell that season five was completely planned out compared to like other seasons, like season one and two and three, um, where we basically get a resolution to Richard coming out of the jungle uh, in like the premiere, I think, which we wouldn't have even ever thought twice about. And we see that it's the man in black actually telling Richard at that exact moment uh, to go in there, give him this, uh, and it basically creates this time travel, time traveling compass that's stuck in a time loop. Uh, and we, we get that call back and we realize that the man in black is just playing 3d chess with 4d chess with everyone because he basically sets in the motions for Locke dying so that he can later steal Locke's body. So, um, everything that happens here with this compass and calling back to the premiere and bringing it all together. Like they did time travel pretty damn well on this show and just seeing things tie together just feels so satisfying considering there are some 
loose ties in this show. Just seeing something like this is just amazing. Which I feel like I haven't mentioned it in a while, Chronologically Lost. This is a, one of these little moments where you really appreciate Chronologically Lost, how they kind of put it all together. But can I also just point out too, we're at the scene of Boone's death as well. Poor old Boone. Very dying, yeah, the beach you know. car. Yeah, pretty sad. But um, no, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Like, it's it's epic. Like, I love this sequence and I just – because it is really a scene that you kind of forget in a weird way. Um, but it's 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 just clever. Like I just I love the way they kind of do it, and I just I just love kind of Richard how he's just like he just goes along with it. Like all right, sure, you know, yeah, whatever. And then even like Ben, you know, just not doing anything. But I just love the facial reactions when you've got like Ben and Richard the way they look at Locke, and then Locke's just got this smile on his face. He's just like, yeah, hello, there we go. This is all fun. Like you mentioned, sort of the three D chess sort of thing going along with it. But um, what what's that line that Ben says? And he's like, this must be pretty weird for you right now. <laughs> Something like that. Watching this, he's like, oh yep. You could you could say that, um, yeah. No, it's it's pretty cool. I like it. Terry O'Queen is so good as the man in black, oh, uh, playing a, a different character. Hashtag uh, make Terry O'Queen a thing with Clissa Flockhart. <laughs> I'm seeing here that Clissa Flockhart, by the way, has not acted since 2015. So sooner than Matthew Fox. Well, actually, um, she so she did a voice as Doris in the Penguins of Madagascar, and she had a recurring role in Supergirl. So she's really uh, done well for herself. So then this is when the three go back to the camp and this is where Locke or the man in black says he's off to go and see Jacob. Um, and then son's like, well, if Jacob can bring help bring them back, I'll come and help you. And Richard is going to show them the way. Uh, and it says here, the others are excited by this with the exception <laughs> of Richard who expresses his worry. Uh, and says to Ben that he's starting to think John Locke is going to be trouble. And then Ben responds by asking, why did you think I tried to kill him? Um, so there were a few Ben moments here. Um, and this is where it's the next morning and they're off to, they're trekking to find Jacob and we get that awesome lost trekking. Dun, 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 and we'll get a lot of that next episode. Uh, and then this is where we sort of see that Ben never even got to meet Jacob. Um, and uh, so now they're off and they're going to find uh, Jacob and to reunite with the people. But this is where Locke says, I'm not interested in being reunited with uh, the people. I'm going to see Jacob so I can kill him. Dun, dun, dun. Set up for the finale. Uh, it's So, yeah, after five seasons or three since we first got to meet Jacob, we're finally off to see him. It's been this big build-up, and we're finally going to get to see Jacob. Because we've actually never physically seen him yet, have we? No. No. Um, I love I love just kind of the way it ends when, like, sort of Locke says what he says, and then Ben just stands there, and, like, everybody's kind of, like, walking past him, and he's just got this look on his face. Like, again, Michael Emerson's not doing anything in this episode, but it's still pretty. I mean, God, this guy could read me the Kmart catalogue and I'd want to give him an Emmy. <laughs> Imagine that. Like, pads only nine ninety nine. <laughs> Kmart this week. Um, they, they changed the price. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you can buy socks, three pairs for why did you think I tried to buy them? <laughs> uh, 
What kind so, of Maleficent impersonation? But yeah, it's it's epic. I, I love the the ending of it, and I love like Locke, like oh you know let's let's get the gang together, let's go on our little adventure. But um, also like because was it early in this episode when kind of Locke's all basically saying to Richard like oh who's the leader? You are John. Like I mean he's been gone for how long? Like I mean who's been leading this since? Poor Richard <laughs> building his boat got demoted on the to second build day. Boat. Build a boat. Oh. He's a very good leader. Come to Richard, everybody. What, what's your troubles today, Vanessa? Just don't mind me. I'm building my boat. Uh, so a bit of trivia. Uh, uh, we also didn't mention, like, how embarrassing for this show to par- parade off that shot of the submarine going into the water, which oh, was just the worst. <laughs> Why didn't they just, like, cut to submarine just going down like they they paraded this terrible looking shot that you could probably make better on your computer like it's like polar bear but it's 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 kind of that thing isn't it where you know like we're we're kind of in this beginning of golden age of television this is still a network show so it's kind of that unfortunate aspect of the special effects kind of you you know like we we joke about die another day in the the kite surfing they tried their fucking best and clearly it wasn't good they had the money to be able to do it but in this abc we're just like ah windows movie maker let's put a couple of rendered images of a sub on there and just kind of Go along there. Did we mention that Kate got in the sub? Was I was I paying attention? Yeah, to she said, got there did? too. Which yeah, that's funny. Which, their, their reaction. I like the one thing I'll say quickly about that is that that's just plot's got a plot. Let's add a third, like, you know, old drama, like, here's the third wheel. It's back to my point of Juliet's on a business, you know, like, I can imagine if they just had Sawyer and um and Juliet in the, the suburbs, a sitcom coming soon. Kate, the neighbour, like, oh, the will they, won't they? Is he, is he going to cheat on her? Like, oh, what's he going to do? Like, can I have a cup of sugar? I would love a remastered version of Lost where we could get some of these shots uh, done up a bit. I feel like... Like well, they're, the re- they're remastering uh, the Grand Theft Auto trilogy, so contact Rockstar. Maybe they've got some time. <laughs> like... uh, so a bit of trivia. The compass, as we mentioned, exists in a self-contained temporal paradox in that it was oh, yeah. never created. Richard gave the compass to a time-shifting lock who then returns it to Richard in the 50s. 50 years later, the compass is given back to Locke before he time-shifts and the loop continues. Uh this was intentionally written into the story. Well, I would hope so. No, it was uh, accidentally same, written into the story. <laughs> the same compass has been seen by Locke in 1961 as a small child. Uh, let's see. Uh, I like Naveen the submarine Andrews logo. Appears. Come on, Noah. <laughs> Naveen Andrews appears after being missing for three episodes. Not missing as in not in the episodes, literally missing. Yeah, um, didn't know where he was. <laughs> he was in the scripts, but they had to cut it out. Honolulu um, Gazette, have you seen this man? Uh, this is the eighth episode to take. Well, they should have got the Koreans onto it. Uh, Iraqi man, uh, ninety <laughs> kilograms, uh, hundred eighty-five <laughs> centimeters. Where is he? Um, Does that not get annoying? Like if, if a lot yeah. of people go missing, like can you turn that off? That's a great question. Uh, but <laughs> what Are if you I answer that because the government's listening? <laughs> uh, 
And last one, uh, oh, this is sweet. Why didn't I wish we had this? A deleted scene from the episode features an opening scene where Locke's son and Ben go boar hunting. Oh. Oh, I wanted to see that. I, I, I like that. That works. It's the, it's, that's the, the, the little trek of the week. Here they go. Sharing share uh, more stories. So is there any questions and answers? Um... Will it's Jacob really die? just a puzzle piece episode. It's more just yeah. putting everything in place. There isn't really a lot of mythology. I mean, yeah, again, you can't really do the whole will Jacob die, right? Because that's more of a philosophical. Um, will Sawyer buy Microsoft? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm looking at last week. Uh, who stole Noah's stapler and scissors? <laughs> Yeah. Did you find out? I don't think there's anything. No, uh, but I should get that onto the Koreans to put on the alerts. Yeah, where's your alert missing? Black. Stapler, silver, black. Uh, two kilograms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't have any. So um, sorry. 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 Okay, then let's move into the rankings. And I think I've made up my mind now after talking mm. it through, but what are you going to do with Follow the Leader? Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, it's, it's, it's been an improvement talking about it, don't get me wrong, but it's still just like... I mean, this is, again, I still am buying into my notion of this season, even though I've just had my record buy streak. Mm. It's... Like this still to me isn't a super memorable season. Like it's just the 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 buys are just mediocre buys, you know. Like I mean, last week was obviously a great episode. I really enjoyed some like at Hoth, um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I like I just I don't know if I'm sold. I, I think I think I'm gonna break my streak. I think this is gonna be a high rent. Oh. I just I just I just like I don't know. Like I just feel like. If I'm looking back on these rankings and 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 kind of going like, oh, follow the leader. Which one was that one again? Like, it's kind of, I I, I don't know. It just it doesn't really stand out. Like, there's some great stuff in this episode, but you know, I like your point about how there's nothing really bad in this episode. And I know over on Breaking Bad, like that's been a big argument where it's like, well, this is a buy because there's literally nothing bad in this episode. But the difference is. Those sort of episodes of Breaking Bad, I can remember, and I'm like, yeah, okay, like this happens, this happens, this happens, or is this? I'm just like, okay. You know, so I'm going to give it a high rent and a high rent on the fact that I will make this my highest rent. So I'm going to put this in 59th place. Oh, so just, just, just below some like at Hoth and just above confidence, man. Uh, I'm going to do a low buy. Uh, I was not sure coming into it, but we, after having talked it through, we were very positive about it. And the reason I'm buying it is I realised actually that compass scene is just lost doing sort of planned out mythology, holy shit moments at its very best. And then the conversation with Jack and Kate is just so pure lost with the man of science, woman of science, man of faith. Uh, do you know who you sound like? It wasn't all misery. Um, so, and then the scene with Hurley and Chang and, like that's just one of the greatest Hurley moments ever. I think if you did a best of Hurley, that would be have to be in there. That has um, to exist. Surely there's a clip of that on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so having talked it through, not the most memorable, but there's nothing negative to really say about it. And, and uh, it just has those 
three scenes that are just so good for Lost and it's so Lost. So it just sneaks through for a a low buy for me. I think it, it's worthy. It's a solid. The I will say uh, Hollywood Reporter had this as their 52nd best episode of Lost. That's around smack bang in the middle. That's fair. They said, speaking of leaders, the reborn and refreshed John Locke announces his intentions to bring his flock to meet Jacob. And in a private side convo with Ben, he announces his real intentions. I'm going to kill him. They had this below Jughead and above Namaste. So even they've got all these season five episodes kind of just all around the same spot. So clearly it's not just me. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we're really kicking it into gear like, Lost does these sort of build-up episodes right before the finales where things are starting to get tense. Uh, and next week we move into the two-part finale. I'm almost shocked that it's taken us a long time, but it also feels very short. Um, these last episodes really crank up the pace. Um, so, yeah, Lost does finales amazing. There's not a single bad Lost finale. Uh, this one is up there. When you're talking about Lost finales, you've got uh, huge emotional drama. You've got action. You've got philosophical things. You've got funny moments. You've got holy shit twists. Uh, you've got uh, amazing cliffhangers. And this maybe has the best cliffhanger of any episode of Lost ever. Uh, you've got deaths. So it's going to be sad as well. Uh so obviously it's a two-parter, but I think of them as one episode, but we'll have two episodes on it. Um, yeah, I can't believe we're here. I love Lost Finales. Lost Finales, season finales are better than any show's season finales. They know how to kick up the gear for a finale. So I'm excited for the incident. Well, as always, we will release both on the same day as we've we've always done. Uh, but yeah, I... I like the ending of this season and like the twist at the end. It's sort of, I always see, you know, cause kind of people's, I guess, criticisms of season six. I've seen some things about how like people don't like this in a weird way. Cause it kind of just reminds them of what they're going to get in season six. But I mean, yeah, again, like sort of we're talking about them separately, but I, I'm excited to do that. You're right. Like all the lost finales are always fantastic. So in what has been a, strangely odd season for us the way we've recorded this i mean we've been away for what like two years and we started this in like february recording it and now to date this recording this is october um <laughs> you know this will be released sort of you know a little bit after that but um yeah it is it does kind of feel like it's gone by quickly weirdly enough doesn't it even though it definitely hasn't but i guess when you've been Time away travel. for two years doing lost um you know but that then gets us excited to think that uh this time next season we will be on the precipice of, of ending this altogether. So that's, we probably that's, still won't be done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying we will be, I'm not giving up No, I think this is it. <laughs> we're, we're on such a roll right now that uh, we're going to get this done. So uh, we're going yeah, to be too busy reacting to last light. Yeah, exactly. The full recap. We're going to be so blown away. What if that is like when we're sick of hearing the new lost, but what if it like, this is finally this is the- it. This is the one that, like, the new Game of Thrones, this is the show that changes television. And Matthew Fox, like, we're talking about him in a year time, like, multiple Emmy, Golden Globe winner. (laughs) So good was his performance that the Academy Awards gave him an Oscar, the first time a TV show has ever gotten an Oscar. Like, this could be the best thing we've ever seen. I read yesterday that it's only going to be five episodes, so honestly, we probably could do the entire thing. I think he should be in The Mandalorian. I think Matthew Fox should... uh, 
He should play a stormtrooper. Some armor. Yeah, you know, like ham it up with Giancarlo Esposito. You know, I'd like well, to see that. We are really in that sort of mystery days that if Last Light is a big success, we could be seeing Matthew Fox show up in a Star Wars or a Marvel, or this could be. We we are at the beginning of something big. Like it all seriousness. I mean, no matter what you say about, but he's a pretty bloody good actor. Like we we often talk up Michael Emerson and Terry O'Quinn have been these outstanding actors, but like honestly, I put Matthew Fox in that category of being a pretty fucking good actor, and I think that he's someone who, through probably some reasons of his own, but like he should be a thing more so than he is. Um, and on a show like Lost, which has got a pretty fucking great cast, that he kind of was always the face of it. That I hope this works out for him. I, I, I have nothing against Matthew Fox. Maybe don't Fingers hit the bus drivers. But, yeah, come on. Come on, Matthew. Make I bring him bring him in the Marvels. Put him in Ant-Man and the Wasp 4 yeah. and reunite a- him Ant-Man, in Evangeline. Ant-Man and the Wasp and the Fox. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, surely there's got to be a Fox superhero out there. Like, it just, it's just typecast. Matthew Fox says the Fox. <laughs> what uh, does the I'm- Fox say? Where's his podcast? Straight away. <laughs> what? the fox say come on matthew fox it will be coming after last night yeah uh, i'm i'm just dying to know what he looks like because there has yeah. been no pictures so he is he like fat? really fat he could be joining us in the fat gym noah how you doing matthew how you going good good show good uh, wait can't wait for the next I'm episode dying. i'm dying for the press interviews i want yeah. to see matthew fox get interviewed now i i i am no doubting that he's got a PR person or whoever it is for what is it on Amazon Prime or whatever the hell it is that it's basically like okay you've got five minutes with Matthew no questions about loss no loss questions <laughs> like that will be it like I've been in so many positions where it comes to the fact where it's like you cannot ask about when I interviewed Tom Jones they literally gave me a directive do not ask him about Elvis or underwear being thrown on stage. They were literally uh, things that I could not ask him about, even though he brought up Elvis. So it's like I can imagine. Do not bring up Lost. Oh yeah, he's he doesn't, he's going to be like the Sean Connery, Daniel Craig. He doesn't want to talk about it because it's it's. I mean, that's the thing though, isn't it? With it, we're ending this episode, but like like if right, like when I interviewed Kevin Bacon, I knew I was there to talk to him and his brother about his music, and they like they kind of say to you like, oh like equal out the questions like it's not all about kevin like you know like I, I get it and i snuck in my movie question to him right at the end but like if right now you're like you've got matthew fox on your show you are you've got exclusive press access do not ask him about loss if we're like i don't give a shit what are you gonna do i'm like nine and a half minutes into a 10 minute interview so just quickly lost any chance we could okay i'm leaving what's he gonna do leave walk out we make the news. Matthew Fox walks out of interview because he like, <laughs> like Matthew Fox punches host through Zoom. <laughs> it's win-win. Like you can't tell us to not release the episode. Sorry, already recorded it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, if we vow to cover Last Light, I wonder if we can get on that five-minute press junket for Matthew Fox. Oh, could you like? <laughs> You would you would take like even if you legitimately didn't want to talk to it like you would take it like you you wouldn't you know like Matthew Daniel Craig Fox, what's your does, opinion on Emily Durant <laughs> if if Daniel Craig does a something that we get him on like yeah you want to talk to him about Bond but you're not gonna say no <laughs> like no sorry I will only talk to Daniel Craig if it's about James Bond 
we're just going to have to make all these subtle references to Lost while talking about Lost. <laughs> so this episode, it really lost me in the way <laughs> I watched it. Last light, like that light that shone out uh, from that. <laughs> I think his name was Desmond. Uh, <laughs> the way I last, picture last like light. the last episode of Lost. It just, it made me really think about living together and dying alone <laughs> one day, the theories around that. And I just, I mean, if I had to Emily Deravenet, um <laughs> So Matthew, some- when you were filming last night, was it all misery? Yeah. <laughs> um, when you were filming it, did you, damn it, have to run, Kate? Like, famous <laughs> tag lines. Did you ever have to go back, Matthew, uh, to filming? Oh, we can uh, say, how does it feel to go back to yeah. television? Did you was feel there like a moment you had to do this? You rang up your agent in rural Oregon and was just like, we've got to go back, John. Gotta go back to TV. No, Matthew. Maybe he actually does have a beard nowadays. <laughs> I think he but should pull off the beard. Anyway, What's that boxing uh, movie he did when he was really thin? Maybe he's like an. Maybe he's Clister Flockhart. Forget about it. Uh, <laughs> I can't. Her name's been mentioned. It's in the public now. Oh, we're gonna think about her, Mrs. Ford. But, Genuinely, uh, I mean this. I'm genuinely excited for Last Night, but when I did some research out? yesterday. Well, there was no information about it yet. There's no poster or anything yet. Uh, but I, we're going to finish. But I went to IMDb and it says like, blah, 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 uh, five episodes, blah, 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 five episodes, blah, 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 five episodes. And then it said Matthew Fox, one episode. Oh. Like, it's just like a Michael Keaton thing where Matthew Fox <laughs> dies in the first episode. Hilarious. Matthew Fox returns to TV. Two seconds in, dead. <laughs> uh, but I imagine it's just a mistake, surely. Uh, oh. um, Maybe he's so bad anyway. he got fired. <laughs> 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 Maybe uh, Fox has been replaced by Emily DeRavin. <laughs> well, her new show is coming too. We might check that out. Um, I think we should. Come on. We'll watch one episode. Um, <laughs> but, quit. Yeah. Let us know what you think about Follow the Leader. Hopefully, you're pumped for last night, and next week is the incident uh so that's it and my name is Nora, and i'm off to watch the notebook <laughs> oh god no uh and my name is ben and i brought dinner thanks for downloading this episode of the oz network make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher google Podcasts, or by copying our rss feed into your preferred podcast provider And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time.
Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.